Hello, my friends. You are listening to the Shine at Work podcast, formerly known as Getting Off the Hamster Wheel. I'm your host, Karen Weeks. I'm a transformational career coach who helps career-oriented humans get unstuck and find and be successful in careers that bring them joy, fulfillment, and success. I believe you should actually love what you do, even on the bad days, that you can find a career that lights you up because, spoiler alert, it impacts how bright you shine in your whole life. Every week, I talk to someone who felt stuck in their job and found a way to build a career that was right for them, because I know how that feels when your light is dim. I made a career change from theater to HR and now coaching, and at times in my life, I've had to look inside to see what was important, what made me shine bright, and make adjustments along the way. It's possible. I did it, my guests did it, and I help others do it. I hope you walk away from each episode, not just inspired, but with some actionable advice. And I hope you find it so valuable that you subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, and tell your friends, because we all deserve to shine bright in our lives, specifically at work. Okay, let's jump into this week's episode. Hi, everyone. Before we jump into today's episode, I actually wanted to share a special offer for all my podcast listeners. I have just a couple of one-on-one spots available, both for the rest of this year, 2021, but I'm also starting to open up spots for January of 2022 for one-on-one coaching to help you get unstuck, figure out what you want to change in your life and your career, and get you on a trajectory that's going to be amazing for the new year. Whether this is your broader life or specifically your career, I can help you. We will spend time unearthing why you're feeling stuck today, things that you enjoy, things that you don't enjoy, and what that all means for the future, both what kind of roles you could consider, what kind of companies, what kind of industries. Is it a complete 180? Is it a bridge role to get you to a new 180 career? Or is it just taking a step forward and just trying to figure out what would make you happier in your life? that is tied directly to your career. So with all that, like I said, I've got a couple of spots left for 2021, um, but I'm also starting to book for 2022. So if you commit now, when you reach out to me, reference this podcast, and I will give you a discount on my rates. I would love to work with you to help you figure out the best way to transform your life and shine your brightest in the new year. So let's connect. You can either email me at karen at karendweeks.com connect with me through these platforms or even on my website. And if you reference this podcast, I'll make sure you get the deal. All right, now on to today's episode. Hey, everybody. I'm so excited to welcome Keith to the show today. Um, Keith and I are just still getting to know each other. So I'm really excited to learn along with you about some of his moments in his career. Um, But I'm going to turn it over and let Keith introduce himself first. Thanks, Karen. Uh, yeah, my name is Keith Allen Johns. I added the middle name because I really hate Keith Johns, right? It's not like two elephant feet stomping. So it's got a little more rhythm. I use my middle name. Someone asked if they should call me Keith Allen. And I said, please don't. That's what my dad called me when he was mad at me. Um, you know, we were talking before this little recording and I, how do I describe what I do when it's changing so rapidly, mm-hmm. right? I, I left corporate at the end of January with a pretty good idea of what I wanted to do. Um, my hashtag is work shouldn't suck. And I just think too many people uh, stay in jobs or in careers or situations. They've got more control than they think they do, um, but they're not brave enough or courageous enough to take the steps to make the changes. So early on, I was helping a lot of people get better jobs. But man, my people, my my beating heart, I think, are a little more rebellious than that. So I was just talking to my coach this morning and she's like, 
you know, I think your highest calling is to help people get out of corporate, not stay in corporate. And we talked about the difference between your zone of genius, like what you were really, really supposed to do and what you're good at. Yes. And people get stuck. What is it called? Zone of excellence. People get stuck. And so um, I want to be clear. I'm still taking clients who want a new job, <laughs> but the old business might be undergoing a little bit of transition yet again. Well, and it's really interesting because we'll make sure we update the show notes when we release this later this summer, because who knows sort of where you'll yeah. be in your journey at that point. And I think that's the point is that we're all trying to figure this out. And at different moments in your life, different things will be important or yeah. you'll have new learnings. And if you're approaching it with a growth mindset, which is, you know, I know a term that's tossed out there a lot these days, but if you're going into it, learning and adjusting as you go, both literally what you can do, but also what's fueling you then that's where you're always going to end up in the right place, even if there's various steps along the way. Yep, totally agree. And if, I mean, I don't have a ton of entrepreneur experience, right? Like this is my first business. Yeah. So good thing I'm flexible because it has been full of twists and turns. No doubt. <laughs> well, let's rewind a little bit. So before we get to talk about how you made the jump and why you made the jump, yeah. um, you were in corporate before that. So you went to school or you started your adult life thinking you were going to do something. What did you think you wanted to do when you grow up? Oh man, I was on the high school newspaper <laughs> back when they made high school newspapers. Awesome. So that dates me right there. <laughs> I like journalism. Um, writing came naturally mm. to me. I enjoyed it. I got good grades in language arts, right? <laughs> Which I called it in middle school. Um, not as good in math. And so I liked writing and I liked, I think I liked the immediacy as immediate as newspapers were mm -hmm. um, of getting things out there and having it read and, and just the production of something creative. So I went to college for journalism. And this is right before the internet started kicking all of media's asses. <laughs> like I took newspaper editing classes and, and I took magazine <laughs> editing classes and, and what have you. Then my senior year, they offered the first class in HTML. Oh my gosh, EW Scripps School of Journalism taking HTML course. I thought that's cool, um, but I still wanted to be in magazine. I still wanted to be in publishing. So I got a job at a publishing company right out of college. Um, and I was a copywriter, right? Which is you know, promotional, which was a little weird, but I thought I'd eventually end up in magazine. Mm -hmm. uh, I never got to magazines, the internet happened. Um, <laughs> By knowing HTML4, I knew more than about 230 other people at the yeah. company I was at. So I was immediately on the internet team. Or we called it the new media team. Yeah. <laughs> it was so new. We had to be new and fun. Um, and that's what got me started in technology, oddly enough. That's so funny. It, that is the second time I've heard new media referenced twice now. So mm -hmm. the former photographer at the White House was talking about when he was there I think maybe with um, second Bush that he was starting the new media team or something like that. And they were going to try an Instagram account because it wasn't Instagram back then, but like that concept, right. but that's yeah, twice yeah. in the last like 24 hours. I've yeah. heard someone talk about that moment where people oh. had to acknowledge the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was good. So I was there, I was in publishing for like 11 years. Um, wow. Learned to develop, you know, products and, and, subscription models and websites and things like that and lead development teams. Mm -hmm. and that was cool too, right? That's newspapers, but even faster. Yeah. If you're publishing content <laughs> online, you just hit a button and your work is out there right away. And I learned, learned management and learned leadership. And that was mm -hmm. cool. Um, and took a little, a detour, um, got into 
nonprofit mm -hmm. and did some managing and new media in that space. Um, spent some time in higher ed, again, thinking technology was my thing. Um, finally moved to Charlotte and got a job. I ended up being an executive mm -hmm. here locally. And that's uh, when I got bit by the coaching bug. When I really, <laughs> I really had to show up as a high level executive at a big boy, big girl company and start getting the best out of people. Yeah. And took that job seven years ago and it was there until this winter. <laughs> well, it's interesting because even as you navigated your career, it sounds like you kind of kept taking the next step forward. You know, you went to management, you went to leadership, you went to exec. Was there ever moments in your career when you said, oh, maybe I want something different or was it just, nope, this is the path I'm supposed to be on. So I just keep taking that next step. Yeah, it's, it's what I hear a lot of people do, mm -hmm. which is plow through life with no real plan or course. Um, I never had a plan. Nothing was really done with intention. Mm -hmm. And how intentional can you be in college, right? <laughs> Um, but then even in your 20s, like no one said, what's your plan? Where do you want to be? It's, I've got a job and I'm getting paid. Isn't that great? Yeah. And, um, you know, the, the part I glossed over right in the middle of that journey is me absolutely falling off the rails with uh, alcohol and drug, having to go through recovery. So it's like my life definitely took a crazy wrong turn in the middle of that, which seems like a nice progression, publishing to nonprofit to higher ed at a big detour of, oh my gosh, get your life straight. Mm. And it was when I got sober and got back into corporate that I started to feel a little different. Yeah. Right. I started to feel like, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Am I the only one who isn't super excited about being here today, folks? <laughs> I started to get that itch, right? Yeah. The fact that I had to get sober, I had to get my, my character right and yeah. my brain right, my relationships right. Now I was like, hang on, life is real and it's not really how I want it to be. What's wrong? Yeah, well, it's a great question because I think a lot of people either pick sort of the, I don't want to say easiest in the means, the least amount of work, but the easiest target of, well, if I'm unhappy, it must be this. So I'm going to change yeah. jobs because if I'm, if I'm right. unhappy in life, clearly it's my job. So I'm just going to get a new job or I'm going to yep. move cities or I'm going to do whatever, whatever feels easiest yeah. to them but it sounds like you had to do a lot of hard work to figure out what was actually driving some of that and then identify what else needed to change after that big change. Yeah, it's the first time somebody teaches you that the hard work is the worthwhile work. Yeah. That the uncomfortable work is where amazing things lie. Um, it's why when I coach people, um, and they say that they want a new job. I love them. I hug them. And I put that on the back shelf. Yes. And I say, that's great. I'm sure your job's terrible, but I don't trust you. Yeah. And they laugh. And I say, we're going to start with you. I'm going to figure out how you're wired, what you value, why you were put on earth. And then let's figure out if the job's the problem. Yeah. Or do you have some internal work you need to do? Because that's where all the big shifts in my life happen. They started with me, mm -hmm. not on anything external. When I would do internal work, that's when the external things change. Yeah. So that's where all my coaching experiences start. Um, they kind of assume you really don't know where you are because so many people don't know where they want to go. Yeah. Well, and when I talk to folks, I want to make sure that whatever change you're about to make, you're about to do a lot of work. So you yeah. better make sure to the best of your ability, it's the right change. And it's actually yeah. going to make the impact that you're looking for. Otherwise, if you just do surface level work, you're going to change jobs and still not be happy, or you're not going to get right. to the root cause of what's going on. That's right. Yeah. I, I tell my clients, the worst thing that could happen is a year from now, you call me up and say, I'm miserable yeah. again. 
because the common denominator, I love you, is you. Yeah. I will not have done my job making sure that you were right in where you were going to pick your next spot. Um, the cool outcome is I hear from clients months later, like, love it. You know, and then months later after that, still love it. I'm like, that's because you did the work. Yes. I didn't do anything special. I just didn't let you do it the same old way you used mm-hmm. to do it. Yes. Got to do it differently. It's got to be by design. Yeah. Well, and you bring up a great point too around sort of looking around the room and saying, is anyone else not happy to be here? I mean, I don't know how many people love getting up on Monday morning and going to work, right? Like most of us have yeah. to. Hopefully we yeah. found something that brings us joy. So at least we, it's not like a torturous exercise. Right. But how did you know the difference between you know, everybody has to work and it's just kind of what you have to do, find the best that you can versus, oh, I'm actually not like meant for this and this isn't bringing me the fulfillment that I should be getting out of my work. Yeah, I wrestle with that, not only with me, but with my clients, because I never want it to feel like a judgment statement. Mm -hmm. Like corporate work is just fine for lots and lots of people and can be really joyous and really fulfilling. Like that's not a good or bad thing. Yeah, It's just a fit thing. but I had this weird feeling that even though I was succeeding, even though I was always promoted, that I was kind of faking it, right? Yeah. That I wasn't really into it and everyone else seemed so into it. Uh, and then honestly, when COVID hit and I had to work from home, it really woke me up. I've got a three-year-old son um, and I realized I could have breakfast with him in the morning and eat with him at lunch. And I just, in fact, before this um, podcast, went and rubbed his back so he could fall asleep for his nap so he wouldn't be screaming during the podcast, right? <laughs> he's, he's a rebel now about naps. And, you know, it's like you start to put the pieces together and you realize it's an hour commute there and an hour commute back and you leave at five in the morning and you get back at 5 p.m. and you're exhausted and it's rinse and repeat and rinse and repeat. And Was it a midlife crisis? I'm 47. I don't know, maybe, but something finally broke inside me that said, there are other ways to live your life that you admire, that you don't think you can do, but you can't. Yes. I finally looked in the mirror and said, these other people who are entrepreneurs, who are living life on their terms, they are not something extraordinarily more special than what you are. They've just done the stuff you haven't been brave enough to do. Mm-hmm. And I said, damn it, I'm going to give this a try. And that's when I started my side hustle. That's amazing. Well, and I think that's the other important thing too, is that you do it in the way that feels right for you. So yes, some people have the luxury with, for whatever reason, where they can just quit their job and try a startup and just build something from the ground up and eat eat ramen noodles for four months or whatever, and that's okay. Other people need to do it as a side hustle. Other people need to do it as a side hustle for years until whatever thing happens. Um, So no judgment on how you do it, but if you feel that inside of you, figure out a way to at least try it in the way that feels right for you. Yep. That's, that's what made it work for me is that I could safely give it a go um, while staying in corporate, which is a pretty big balancing act and figure out if I had something. Yeah. Um, And it turned out I did have something. It took me about six months. Um, My mom still thought I was absolutely crazy. (laughs) Um, She probably still does a little bit, Um, but you know, the bills are getting paid and, um, I was actually driving around with my wife and the kids yesterday. I was just kind of giggling. I mean, it sounds weird for a dude to say, but she's like, what's wrong with you? I said, have you noticed how happy I've been over the oh. past couple of months? And she's like, yeah. And I said, it's not that I've got less stress. It's different stress. Yeah. It's my stress. Yes. And oh, by the way, my clients are frigging amazing. Yeah. And they're having this awesome transformation. Like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And thank God 
I ran the experiment of a side hustle to see if there was something there yeah. because it turned out there was. Yeah. No, it is amazing when you are on the other side of a change and you don't mm. realize how much of a weight or a burden that you're carrying when you're not in the right place. And again, it, it doesn't mean having to quit corporate. It could be the wrong company, the wrong yep. role, the wrong city, the wrong whatever. But until you make that change and you feel the difference, it is night and day. Well, and that's why starting off with, with a blank slate is so important. Yes. One of my clients, we at first started working on getting her into a new company and then we dug deeper and she wasn't happy where she was living. And I said, let's start there. And yeah. she said, but you're a career coach. I said, eh, let's not label <laughs> this. I'm a person who helps you get clarity over how you should design your life. Mm -hmm. And it's a holistic thing, right? Because your job's not separate from where you live and your personal life and your it's all tied together. So we figured out she needed to live in the mountains, not in the city. Hello, big difference. <laughs> and so literally she moved during our coaching engagement. Oh like gosh. week eight, she was in New York. Week nine, she was in friggin' Colorado. <laughs> and then three weeks later, she got a job in tech in Colorado. Yeah. And I was like, my work here is done. Yeah. It's all, it's all tied together yeah. and you've got to get all the pieces right. The yeah. role, the company, the city, like that's all part of your life. Like, yeah. You know, I I'm, was working with someone who said she wanted to start her own thing and wanted like to support in that. And it's like, great, let's work on it. And she kept like holding back. And when we would meet, she's like, yeah, I didn't get to it. I was like, so what, what's going on? Like, talk to me, what's holding you back? And she's, and she totally opened up about how she was actually wanting to get divorced and she doesn't have the money to do that. And so she's got to ramp up this business, but that's never going to happen. And I was like, whoa, I was like, do you just need income right now to like figure out to get to a safer and happier place? Because we yeah. can do that first and right. then figure out this other stuff because you're going to stay stuck if you don't take care of what you need today in order yeah. to live that life that you're trying to get to. Um, but then like came out of nowhere. Right. Yeah. A client will drop a, drop a bomb like week three or week yeah. four. And like, Oh, okay. We're going to pivot. Yeah. <laughs> All good. I'm ready. This is why I'm a professional. Um, we are now going to move you out West before we worry about the job. Yeah. And you, you serve your client, right? Yeah. Well, especially because, so we are, you know, obviously we talked about your career journey, but as you talk to other folks, where do you see them you know, either get stuck or make some wrong assumptions or where do you find that you need to come in and help them the most? In which aspect, like in job changing or in like starting a side hustle? Cause you know, I'm kind of, I'm a man of, of two countries yeah. right now. <laughs> Let's start with the job change first and then we'll do the side, side hustle piece. I mean, the, the biggest breakthroughs I create are when people realize they're allowed to change roles and change industries. Mm -hmm. Like I make a little, I can't get this now. It's on video. It's not on video, but I make this little linear line with my hand that says, you don't have to just keep climbing the ladder in your one little itty bitty vertical. Like I had this amazing guy I was working with um, in the Midwest and he kind of hated his job, but he was asking me to help him get the same job with a different company. <laughs> and I thought, you know, I did my coach thing. I'm like, what are you interested in? And he said, you know, actually, I'm really fascinated by breweries and um, wineries, and I'm really interested in sports. And I said, now I'm going to teach you something. I'm not telling you to go chase your passion and figure out how to make money doing that, because I think that's kind of a fool's errand. Mm -hmm. I said, but go have some conversations. Go talk to people who work in those just to get out of your head, man. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden, all these conversations started happening. And his, his world 
exploded open. Yeah. The minute he realized he can do whatever he wants to do. Yeah. So that's the big thing. It's questioning the assumption that you're stuck and have to stay stuck. That's where the conversations always start yeah. because people think I've got to still be a product manager. I've still got to be a salesperson. Why? Yeah. Yes. Well, and I think that even opens up more conversation around those companies, like the companies you might actually have an aligned interest in also sometimes need the thing that you do. So let's, maybe you do like a, being a product manager. Breweries yes. need product managers. I don't know. I'm making stuff up, but like that concept is true. Oh, totally. Like he, he messaged me on Voxer, the app I use. And he's like, I'll be damned. This soccer team I talked to, they've got a technology department. And I thought, well, there you go. This stuff happens for a reason. And it's not linear. It doesn't yeah. mean I said, go talk to these companies. And he immediately found a job. No, it's really kind of organic and messy, yeah. but that's where you find the cool stuff yeah. is by talking to people and putting yourself out there and traveling and dropping those boundaries down. Yeah. Like, there's no limits. There's yes. no limits. Well, especially now that everybody is either still virtual, going to be partially virtual, whatever people have decided to do sort of quote unquote post COVID, which I don't know if that's true statement is really true, but whatever we want to call this time that we're in is yeah. you now have access to so many more people who can do virtual coffees and virtual conversations because that's kind of where we all are. You don't have to worry about, oh, let's meet up on Ninth Street to do this thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, especially for me, COVID changed the network. game. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Big time. And so one thing, and then I want to talk about the side hustle is sort of aspect of it, but sometimes people worry about is I'm in a current job. I work for a company. If I start to put myself out there, someone's going to find out or someone's going to like catch on to what oh, I'm doing. Yeah. How do you help people navigate the, I love my current job. Really, I hate it and I want to move on. Oh, wow. I don't know if I've really come up against that. Hmm. Um, what, I mean, the real worries that people have are more, for me, at least my clients, it's more around the risk of the unknown, hmm. right? So that a big part of my program is lowering that risk. What if the grass isn't greener? Yeah. They're not so much concerned with burning bridges or getting caught. I mean, I think for the most part, you can safely look for other jobs, but it's what if I land there and it's not everything I thought it would be. Yeah. So yeah. it becomes really freaking important how you interview. Like I love human beings. They don't know how to interview. When you get to the spot where the recruiter says, do you have any questions? <laughs> you should be cracking your knuckles and flexing and going how much time you got. Yes. Because it's your chance to not only ask level one questions, like what's your culture? And what are things like around maternity leave here? Mm -hmm. but then you go level two and make them prove it because they're all going to say, we've got great this and great that. Great. Tell me a story about the last woman who went on maternity leave. What was it like when she got back? Oh, you mean we actually have to handle that well, not just <laughs> And so, I mean, I'm not patting myself on the back, but like I said, my clients call me and say, the grass is greener. Yeah. I interviewed correctly. Yeah. I hunted the businesses I want to work for. I didn't apply and pray. Mm -hmm. They uh, hop on their horse and go hunting. Yes. And then of course they get a better outcome and they're happy a year later. And that's what we all want. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a great point. I mean, it's funny. I train managers on interviewing and that, you know, they're interviewing us just as much as you're interviewing them. And we yeah. need to then also remind the candidates that that is true as well and dig in and ask those tough questions. You have every right. You're about to potentially say yes to change your life and work for this company. Yeah, totally. Um, 
So that that's the biggest thing we have to overcome is that fear of change, the fear of leaving behind the known. Yes. And getting them over that hump. Yes. Uh, and I've just got, you know, a track record is very reassuring. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and especially since this side hustle thing keeps uh, scratching an itch a little bit more, um, what? Yeah. how do you yeah. help people sort of navigate that piece of it? Yeah, so that's something that it just kind of started popping up for me recently. Um, it was almost by accident, somebody who reached out to me and was interested in coaching. And I thought that they wanted to change jobs and what they really wanted to do, they had had some failures at launching their own business. Mm -hmm. And it was almost, I was almost blasé about it. I was like, oh, well, yeah, I can help you with that. And then afterwards I was like, wait, wait, I can help people with that. <laughs> and my, my main coach, God love her, Lauren, I am excited. I'm like, hey, Lauren, I could help people leave corporate. And she's like, yeah, no kidding, dum-dum. <laughs> you know, she's like, I've been waiting, you know, months for you to realize that your highest calling is that rebellious streak you've got in you, that little bit of screw the man, you know, corporations are fine, yeah. that's fine, but but you've got a little bit of cowboy in yeah. you. You can go help other cowboys because life can be way richer and cooler out here. I mean, I now have Mondays off and Friday afternoons off. I work three and a half days a week. Yeah. Find a corporate job that would let me do that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I work on my front porch in a rocking chair <laughs> on a recliner. Like, um, you can design these cool lives and people who want them. I think that's what I really, really want to be doing yeah. is helping, helping those people figure out what I did, Yeah, how to balance the corporate job while they're figuring out how to exit, how to build a plan so they can exit financially safely. Yeah. What being an entrepreneur is really like, because brother, it is different yeah. than you think <laughs> it is. Uh, I've had three amazing coaches. Thank God they've shown me the tricks yeah. and give me the insights because I would not be here now. So passing that along, it feels like a really cool thing to be working on. So I've got now I've got like three or four entrepreneurs I'm helping and it's really frigging cool. Yeah. Well, and it actually ties back to some of the things that we were talking about earlier is it's about finding out what's right for you and yeah. you know what is going to bring you the joy that's important to you and for some folks that's finding you know amazing cities to live in in different corporate jobs or getting that promotion for other folks it's going to be like nope not for me and i need to figure out how to find my path out and all every single one of those is okay it's what's right for you yeah absolutely yeah without without question without and we'll see what i mean call me back on in october and let's see what <laughs> i will have learned right yeah. because all I'm doing is talking to lots of people and following my intuition um, and just showing up and serving and seeing where it takes me. And it's a cool way to go about things. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you've shared a lot of advice sort of along the way, literally, because this is what you do and what you transitioned into, but also just through your own journey. If there's one thing that you want people to walk away with or one thing that you wish you knew along the way, what would that be? Yeah, it would. I think the work shouldn't suck hashtag, mm -hmm. right? If you are not happy, there is more than one solution to your problem. Um, I help people who wanna perform better. They're happy with their job and their company, but they're disappointed they're not getting promoted. We can work on that. Yeah. There are a set of skills against that if you're not advancing at a job you love. If you hate your job, there are plenty of opportunities. The grass is greener. You've gotta be brave and you've gotta go about it differently than you would have 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And if neither of those two sounds good, then there's a solution called a side hustle and a corporate exit. But don't let your life suck. Yeah. Like, there's just no excuse. We all got about 80 years. Unless you believe in reincarnation, you get one trip around this thing. 
time is your most precious thing. Time with your family, your friends, with yourself, traveling, like why wait till 65 to live? Yeah. Step up now, make a plan, get a coach, <laughs> execute on the plan and watch your life get amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And so inspiring and also tangible because you've done it. And yes, it's hard. And it's not like the silver, you know, whatever lining of life where you're just like, yeah. Oh, I quit my job. Bye-bye. And now I have like oh, all this money. No and, yeah. <laughs> there's no magic wand, but it, the hard work is worth it because yes. you leave behind the misery. Yeah, that's exactly. Well, and I think, you know, someone else mentioned on another episode, it's the hard work you're, and you're really doing for yourself because it's your business. That's right. I was talking to someone earlier today and my business is the best life training I've ever gotten. Mm -hmm. I'm now a better husband, a better friend, a better son, a better father because of what I've had. This boot camp I've gone through to build something on my own. I'm more confident. I'm more relaxed. I'm more at ease. Like it's been phenomenal. So working on you and your career alignment, it pays off. It's worth it. That's awesome. Well, we will make sure to put all your links and everything in the show notes and in ways for people to connect with you. Is there oh. any, like, if you reach out in only one way, like find me on LinkedIn or what's the best way for people to reach you? Yeah. I'm kind of known for being the guy who doesn't have a website or anything yet. So <laughs> I am LinkedIn pure. Look me up on LinkedIn, Keith Allen John, send me a DM and I'll be happy to talk to anyone who's interested. Perfect. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Karen. Thank you so much for listening to the Shine at Work podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and leave a review. Leaving a review just takes a few minutes and truly helps other people find the podcast. If you want to learn more about how I work with people to help them transform their careers and shine brightly in their lives, please visit KarenDWeeks.com and follow us on Instagram at KDWCoaching underscore careers or join our Facebook group with the same name. And thank you, as always, to Astronaut Go Home for our music. Until next time, remember that you can and deserve to shine at work.